Hey y'all, it's me again. Oh my gosh, it's your girl D. I know it's been a minute. Please, please don't be so mad at me. It's a whole lot going on in life, okay? A lot. But if I told you, you wouldn't even believe me, girl. It's a lot, okay? But I'm not even going to bore you with all the details about that. I want to get into stuff that... What are you thinking about? Like, I'm thinking about a whole bunch of stuff. Like, I'm thinking, what the hell is going on with this? How now? Like, what's really going on with... Uh, now, see, I had to go ahead and unmute that because it was messing up my mind because I was listening to it at the same time. But there's a lot of things going on right now, right now, that I don't say anything, like, literally, I mind my business. I don't do anything. And yet... All this stuff keeps happening, so, I mean, you have to say something, right? Well, all I want to say is this, and I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to be done with it, and then I'm going to talk about my stuff, because that's what is actually really going on, and really, that can help some people, so. Okay, so what really is going on? Well... I didn't even know this. I did not even know this, but I mean, I can't even talk about it. I cannot. Nope. Mm -mm. I cannot. I will not, will not, should not, could not, would not. Who was that? Uh, shelter, shelter, whatever. The whatever. That dude. Yeah. Could not, would not, should not, could not do that. Mm -mm. I can't talk about it. It's that devastating. This is not funny. This is not a joke. This is not anything like for me. For me. I don't ever, you know, like. Come on. But I feel like I had to because I have to say that this is not normal. You know what? You know what's so crazy is that somebody said, who takes a baby, like a little 19-year-old, to a concert? Um, My very first concert... I was like eight years old, nine, ten years old. I really do think I was between eight and ten years old when I saw, and I'm not kidding you, my whole, all, I got 13 cousins, and all of us went. And I dare any one of them to say we didn't go to that concert. We went to a concert. We saw. Um, it was, uh, Bobby Brown. Now, what were we doing going and seeing Bobby Brown? 
But all of us loved him. We were kids. But parents don't know. Like, they're just like, they just hear us saying, oh, we love him. We love him. We want it. And I promise you, he was a whole bunch of old folks around me and my cousins. We went to the entire concert. And then when it was over, we went home. And then we laughed and talked about how they put the spotlight on Uncle Charles. Uncle Charles was trying to do the dance. He was like, and he was doing the dance like, granddaddy, granddaddy, granddaddy. I mean, he wasn't doing no dance. And it was so funny because everybody was laughing. I mean, at the time, it was called the Summit. Right now, that's where you're going to get your praise on, okay? But really and truly, what are we doing when we say this is something you should listen to or this is something you should, like, run up and, uh-uh, let me tell you something. Back in my day, <laughs> and I ain't even an old-ass bitch, but I literally did, I remember, I, I stayed up, I stayed up late at night, uh, I called up to the radio station, I called, and also I sent a fax, <laughs> I sent a fax with a picture of I put a picture of me and Maxwell, like, together. <laughs> and so they gave me tickets. But not only that, I stayed online. I literally, physically, I took a bus, and I was online. I was the one of the first people in line. This before you could just order tickets online, you know? And I literally stood there and I purchased the tickets. So I purchased tickets and I also won tickets. And that is, to me, one of the, that's how you know that. When D say, she want to do something or I'm determined, yeah, because I did that. I'm not crazy. I'm not a crazy stalker fan or anything like that. I just definitely wanted to get the best tickets that I could. And, you know, I didn't have a choice. You know, it's not like I got the, I don't know how it happens, but whatever happened, I was standing right there in line physically. And there were people behind me. And I got some of the best tickets, and I bought two. It was only me that I wanted to, just me. I could have bought one ticket, but no, I bought two tickets. Because I was thinking in my mind, like, surely someone is going to want to come with me. Whatever. And then 
I wasn't even satisfied with that. I literally was like, I want to win tickets too. I bought tickets and I won tickets. I sure did. And this is just such an amazing story because, you know, this is a man that I listen to his music, you know. Like, when you listen to somebody's music and and then they, like, everybody is just sitting all posh and whatever. Like, everybody is just sitting there with their Louboutins. I'm not standing there. Let me tell you something. I didn't have on Louboutins, but I did have on everything that I wore that day was brand new. And I was there by myself because, as I said, the first ticket was my. I purchased that ticket for myself. You know, the next night, I was going to be able to come with somebody else because I won those tickets, right? But I stood up right there and I said, Maxwell, I love you. And he said, I love you too. I said, you know what? I almost passed out. Right then and there. (laughs) I literally, like, I was like, and then the lady next to me, the dude to my right, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, but did you hear you just say, yeah, we heard it, we heard. And this is before I could record everything. It's crazy, but I'm telling you, that happened. That happened in my life. That happened for sure. I wouldn't make it up. I would not make that up. That happened. So then, the next day, I'm there with my cousin. Now, my cousin, you know, she's so cool. You know, she's like, a celebrity in her own right because she does hair and she does hair really really good like a oh well really well I mean this girl can take she she has a sign or it wasn't her beauty shop but it was a sign in that beauty shop that said I'm not a magician but voila, look at you, bitch. I was like, <laughs> girl, you got it, girl. You got it, girl. You got it. Yeah, you got it, girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's my cousin. That's my cousin. Like, she can do some hell. And you know, another thing is she would do the hair of everybody. And, and you know what's so sad is that, uh, you know, I feel like she really should be like the chick that when you roll the credits and look, when the credits be rolling, I look at them credits because I want to see who did the hair though, who did the craft services, who did, I want to know all that because that be my cousin, my cousin Jacquees provide all the food for these movies in Hollywood. Y'all don't even know. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Six degrees of separation. <laughs> no, I'm just so proud of. I'm just, I want to be like, yeah, I know them because I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them, you know? And I want them to be proud of me too. The difference between us is there's no difference. The only difference is that I am out here like, I don't have y'all same familiar support. You know, like everyone in my family is trying to say that I'm so this, I'm so that. It's, it's something wrong, right? It's, I'm um, on drugs or even when I was caring for both of my grandparents, they put that in the record that oh this girl is on drugs i begged the person please please take my hair take strands of my hair from my scalp and you can take that hair strand and tell that i've never done a drug in my life what are you talking about like i've never done a drug ever like i don't do that because the main reason why I've never even wanted to do drugs is because of what I knew what happened with my biological father, right? This man, according to my mother, he used to be a really good guy. Or else why would she have wanted him? But she wanted him. And she got with them even after my grandparents begged her, please don't get with him. But she did. Now, I'm the result of that. I And she tells me, she used to tell me all the time, stop looking like your daddy. I'm like, what? How can I stop looking like someone? I don't know how to do that. Okay? <laughs> I mean, what? You know, but there were times when I would be asleep. I would be asleep. I'll never forget. There would be times I would fall asleep on them in the den. Right? I have a whole room. I have a room. I have a bed. Okay? She ain't treat me like some criminal. I had a bed. But there were times I would fall asleep in the den studying, studying, and um, and you know, just by the way that my face looked, she would say, "Stop looking like your daddy." She did not like me for a few reasons. Well, you know how when they take the baby out the woman, they put the baby on the mama, okay? Then they put the baby on the daddy. Well, it's pictures. She threw all them pictures away.
I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with her because I've spoken to this man as an adult. I've spoken to him. It's something wrong, okay? But even at that time, why, why? Like, to me, I would not have exacerbated the situation if your mom doesn't like me, guess what? I'm be like this. Babe, you know your mama don't like me. But I got this baby over here. I got a whole baby that I'm having to take care of by myself. She don't want just me. She wants you. You remember in the hospital? She only stopped crying when she was laying on your chest. So she only likes you. But you know what he said? Well, my mother said that. Your mother? Okay, no, wait, rewind. I want your mama to be apart, but how's she going to tell you? This woman literally said, I don't want you to have anything to do with anything over there but mom my baby she loves me she wants me she needs me well she ain't gonna remember that she a baby she don't know nothing when that woman was on her deathbed she begged me please can you take care of Carlton now that's my daddy can you take care of him Right now, if you say yes, I will sign over everything to you. I will do everything, whatever you want, whatever you want, If as long as you just take care of Carlton. I said, hold on. Just hold on the phone. I called my grandmother, my mother's mother. I called her, and I told her what my father's mother said and she said well tell her whatever she want to hear say yes say yes whatever <laughs> my human experience My human experience. Because how do you get to be a soul living in a human body and living this experience? This is what happened. Now I feel the pain. I feel the rejection. I feel the hurt. It's hard. It's not easy. Okay, I get it. Then, now, don't get it twisted. I'm not. I'm, I'm Duana right now. But I'm telling you that even as me, whoever I was before, was like, oh, we got to get her. We got to get her. And my whole house was... 
encapsulated in um, light. I don't know how else to explain that to humans, except to say that that's what it was. And then I was like, my heart, my heart started racing. I was sitting here. I was, I, actually, I was laying down. I was laying down on the couch, and my heart started racing. I was like, not yet, not yet, not yet. Maybe I can do it. Maybe I can do it. The very same reason I was sent down is the very same reason I didn't even go back up. They came for me, and... I was like, no, not yet. Mm -mm -mm. And I'm not making this up. When I tell you this is the truth. I even the very next day went outside my house. I said, there was a huge burst of light. I saw the being. There was a being. It scurried right across my the side of my house. I saw it. And it's like, mm-hmm, yeah, what? Yeah, whatever, whatever. But the reason why they didn't take me is because I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I literally could have gone right then and been like, okay, I'm ready to go. But no, I want for there to be peace. I want there to be love. I want there to be a family. That's all I've ever wanted. But the fact that somebody came from a whole other dimension... Okay, so come give me, let me know that you're not my only family. You're not my only family. You're the family that made it possible for me to physically be here. But I literally, <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know how I can do it again. I don't know if that opportunity will happen again, but it did. It happened. I literally was in my house. My whole house was just, I don't know how to explain it, but it was very scary because the whole house was just in light. The whole house, my whole house, it was just in light. Meaning, I feel like they could have just picked it up. But they didn't pick the whole house up. They sent somebody down. And then when they sent that person down, or that thing, oh, I don't want to say person or thing, that entity, they sent an entity down. And then I was on the couch. And I saw the lights that I was just like, and my heart is racing. Like, my heart is going probably like 
300 beats per minute at this point. And then when the light went down, I'm still laying there like, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. Nope, I'm not going to do it. Then I got up. I got up. And when I got up, I was in my kitchen. I, I went to my kitchen, and the light is off in my kitchen. But my neighbor has this, uh, anytime anything is around, the light comes on. And I see this entity just, it was like a slither and a runny. Like the arms, it was a huge head and it was long ass, skinny arms and long fingers and a little body. And it ran across the room and I I just thought, not the room, but I saw my house, I saw it, and I thought, oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that nigga trying to come over here. That very same night, I texted a dude like, dude, if you wanted to come over, just, you know, come over. You don't have to scare me like that. He was like, what? No, because I wanted it to be him. I wanted it to be that dude. That dude wasn't even at my house. And I'm telling you, I'm not making this up. So that is what a T.I. is. <laughs> and even to this day, I want to know, what if I hadn't gotten so scared? And I was like, okay, take me now. What would have happened? I never would be here to talk about it, probably. But why did they, and and they didn't even care about leaving stuff behind because the next morning I went outside and I showed my girlfriend, I was like, look, look. And I was showing her the uh, grass where that entity had walked past. And she was like, yes, I see it, I see it. And then the next day I talked to her, she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So they went and visited her to make her not remember. So they're just trying to make us seem like we're crazy, but we're not crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm telling you, I would never make this up, ever. I would never make this up. You know, there's there's things in my life that are so unbelievable, but they're true. This is one of those things. But also, those things that I said before are also true. I don't have to lie about nothing. I've never lied. I'm not a liar. 
I'm not a liar, and I would never. I would never lie. I would never lie about anything that I've experienced myself. So if you don't believe me when you're hearing this, then that's on you. But I promise on everything, I'm not lying. I'm not a liar. (laughs) You know, so, but I also want to say this. I've been having some really, really bad dreams. And uh, I know that when you know certain things, that's when people be trying to hurt you, right? So I had a dream that, like, somebody rang my doorbell, right? And I don't open my doorbell open my door when someone rings the doorbell. But on this day, I remember I was like, oh, well, maybe it's the Mormons or maybe it's the Christians or whatever. I I know I just opened the door just slightly. And when I opened the door, I was met with the barrel of a gun. Yep. That happened in my dream. That was a dream. But I it's not beyond me that I feel like that is what they're trying to do, right? Like you're too you're too uh you know too much or or you're too you know enlightened or whatever. Now you gotta go. So if I open my door, somebody gonna try to kill me. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Really? Why? Why would you want to try to kill me for knowing something? It's not like I have a huge presence on social media where someone's gonna try to kill me because I'm gonna tell everybody what I know. Hmm. That would be too much like telling people about the Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. And we all know about him. And we know how people tried to kill everybody that knew about him. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But if I do go, I'll go praising him the whole time. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus, I praise you for all you've done and all you're continuing to do for me and through me. Thank you. I love you, Lord. And protect me from these devils. Okay, bye. Hey, y'all. Well, it's me again. Now, look, I'm not going to keep you too long because it's the time. I have to get up in, let me see, 
I gotta be up in three hours. I have to be up in three hours. No, I will be fine. Don't you worry your pretty little heads. I will be fine. I will be fine. The thing is that, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night. Why, though? That's the thing. Why am I waking up in the middle of the night? I literally heard, I went on this other guy's, like, well, I didn't, well, I was present. I was present on someone else's, uh, like, podcast. And, you know, I was hiding in the bushes. And I promise you, everything he was saying had to do with me. It's almost like how when I was in church one time and the preacher was like, well, if I'm talking about you, just come on up here and let me pray for you. And I promise you, nobody went up there. Mm -mm, Nobody went up there. But then that's when I was like, they can't be talking about me. And that's when I had my whole, like, experience with, my favorite movie. <laughs> One of my favorites. The Never Ending Story. And he's like... And I read the book. And the book was saying everything that I was going through. I was like, no. He's not talking about me. And I literally went up there. Now... When I walked up to the thing, everybody started clapping. Why are y'all clapping? I ain't understand it. Why are y'all clapping? I ain't understand. But everybody, I guess, you know, I don't know. Maybe they need somebody or something to believe in. I promise you, I went up there. Because I knew what I was going on in my life. This lady said I was on the way to Houston, Texas. She said she wasn't even going to preach about whatever she ended up preaching about. But whatever she ended up preaching about had everything to do with me. Not only that, I'm the type of person that's like, I'm not going up there. I'm not going up there. That's just my person. I am. And so then she said, and not only did I fly all the way over here, but the Lord said, that person going to be like, I ain't coming up there. And of course that was me. So then I'm like, oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. Now I got to go up there because that really is me now. It really is me. How does she know? It's not that she know anything. It's just that, you know, God is so amazing. (laughs) And he really will, like, take you all the way out of your comfort zone and make you just do things you would never do. I never want to be one of those people that go up there and be like, Okay, it's me. But every time, I don't know how it happens, but every time. 
And really and truly, it was only that one time. But there's been so many other times. That, that's why I say it's been more than one time. God has always showed up and showed out. But that time, he really did. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to say other than he has given me more, even beyond what I even asked for. Now, when I go and say to somebody, well, you know, what, <laughs> what are you going to say? All you can say is, well, either you believe or you don't, right? I would rather be on the side of believing rather than not believing. And that's that on me. Okay, bye. I believe, I believe, I believe, and that's that on it, period, bye, hey y'all, it's me again, I'm back really, really quick, you know, I was talking about my purpose and everything I'm supposed to be doing, and you know, I want to say something about having friends remember that song y'all friends friends yeah friends i want to say this about friendships sometimes you can have friends but a lot of times and i just want to say this and we're going to talk about it later on in my podcast. But I just want to say that there's not one person sorry. I mean, you want me to be honest, right? I've always been honest with y'all. Always. There's not one person, right, that's been a friend in my life and I want to say this about a really really close person to me that literally has sex with my fiance oh yeah oh yeah it happened it happened and then I was like wait what that's me. I'm dumb, naive. I'm like the most naive person ever I was. Anyway, but at that time, I was I was like, wait, what? Wait, you, you did what? Like, the dude told me first because he knew. He's like, I, I already know your sister going to tell you. So I may as well go ahead on and tell you what happened. And I was like, what? What? And when he said, I may as well tell you what happened, I'm thinking he's going to tell me, oh, well, I may as well let you know that, you know, 
the the uh stuff that we're putting down in the ground isn't all vegan you know it it is horse shit or something i don't know i don't know what i i think that's what i was hoping to hear like horse shit no not in my garden no you know because we use cows over here <laughs> so dumb. I was not dumb. I don't want to call myself dumb. I think I was just very um and in fact I still I think I was just very not my sister. Not not her. Like cause she knows how I feel about all that. Like, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like anything not to be, you know, 100% vegan and everything. Oh, my God. But that girl, when I tell you, it had nothing to do with her. Like, literally, it was all about the dude. Like, uh, he straight up told me, like, <laughs> I've been effing your sister and I was just like, no, not not my sister, not mine, you know, because my sister was low key, not low key, a whole like I literally had a relationship and I didn't anymore. You know why? Because I was talking to a woman, but my girlfriend got with my sister that's actually what happened so i don't know how how do you go from being like i'm protecting my sister to i'm effing your girlfriend to we are protecting d <laughs> what why are y'all protecting me when y'all the ones that are doing stuff behind my back. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that. How does that happen? Mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't know how that happened, but it did. That's crazy to me. You know what's funny about that, though? Here's the funny thing. Like, if you like anyone, I'm not just saying myself. If you like anyone other than me, you literally don't have a sense of humor. You know, you can't dress well. You don't smell good. Let me tell you something about that little girl. Now, see, I could say something. I'm not. <laughs> Now, see, I can say a whole bunch of stuff about that little girl. But I ain't going to say nothing. And even if I said it, I would be lying. I would be telling the truth. But these people get to lie about me and nothing, nothing gets done. Nobody stands up for D. Nobody be like, uh-uh, D ain't there. Suck no dude dick all night. 
Hell no. Nah. Let me tell you. The dude dick I sucked that one night. Okay, okay. Let me tell you what happened. It, it wasn't all night. <laughs> yeah. I don't have no problem letting you know. I, I can suck a mean dick, bitch. I can suck a mean dick. But... No, I stopped doing the little bitty ones like in 95. Mm. And then the only reason why I started doing that, because I was naive, you know, at that time. Because really and truly, those are the ones you want, the little bitty ones. Because those are the, the only penis I ever had an orgasm from. Was a itty bitty little penis. And it wasn't itty bitty. You know what I'm saying? It was. It was short. But it was thick as fuck. Oh my god. I was like damn. Mm-hmm. That dude had the thickest penis. You know. And so this is the type of stuff. I'm trying to tell y'all. Okay, well, you don't want to hear it. That's fine. I'm simply saying that dude had the penis of a Vienna sausage. But, but, let me tell you what he did, though. I remember, and if this dude is listening, he knows what I'm talking about. Because I would say, I would say, I have to go to school. I have to go. I have to go. Like, I'm gonna have to go to school in like 20 minutes. And he was like, 20 minutes? And he literally would just open my legs and go to town. And in 10 minutes, I would be like, oh my God. 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 You don't understand. That was so amazing. And then I would be like, but let me do something for you. He'd be like, mm-mm, mm-mm. You don't have to do nothing for me. The pleasure for me was giving pleasure to you. I said, oh, now you know what? I'm about to marry you. But no, I couldn't marry him because he had four kids by three different women. So I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> But I didn't know that. I didn't know that, you know. But at that time, in that moment, I was just like, ah, I want it. I want it. He's so good. He was so good at it. And when I say at it, you know what I mean? Like, he just, I literally, like, my eyes were in the back of my head, like, what? Like, this guy, he's so good. Right? So, yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. And also, now I need to fast forward. Let's fast forward. Now, some old lady told some dude, because he stuck his tongue out, that he's good at oral sex. Mm. Can y'all please stop? Can y'all please stop? Mm. Stop that. That's not cute. That's not. You are making it worse for people who actually want to be satisfied in that way. 
when the dude know he got a thin penis, it's skinny. A skinny penis. When you have a skinny penis and a strong tongue, you ain't about to do nothing over here. Sorry. Oh, okay. I probably should go. Okay. But, you know, we gonna talk about it. And uh, I want to say, I want to put a shout out to my friends. Uh, for always being there for me. Thank y'all. You know who you are. Uh, I'm gonna put some initials out there. C T D. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Hey y'all. It's Dee again, and you know, I definitely have a smile on my face right now, but I want to say that, you know, I'm smiling in spite of my tears, but they very well may be tears of joy. Let's talk about it. So, I've been living and maybe some of you can relate to how you just be living your life minding your own business you're not bothering anybody you're not doing anything and then a calamity in your life right I mean let's be clear in the grand scheme of things the issues that maybe I'm about to talk about or you may be thinking of don't seem like much to those that are without running water or electricity or a roof over their heads or clothes on their back or anything like that you know what I mean so I want to preface all of this by saying that I understand that there are less fortunate people in the world and oh my god if I could right I totally would help them but for right now we're just talking about I guess our problems maybe because I feel like what I'm about to talk about a lot of people have experienced as well i'm not alone in this hopefully i'm not trying to commiserate or anything like that what i'm really trying to do is just put it out there and then also give hope to people who feel hopeless you know like it's never gonna turn around you know um I'm a Christian and uh, I've been to church several times and I've gone up to the altar when that particular sermon was just for me and I needed somebody to, you know, tell me that it's all going to be okay and, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel and don't give up, don't give up just yet, you know, and 
there were times and there have been times recently you know when you just feel like everything is just coming down and there you can't see a way out you cannot see where it'll ever be good or it'll ever be right again and you just want to give up because it's just too much everything starts going wrong all at the same time and then people tell you well you know god only puts only so much on you he'll never give you more than you can bear well i think that i know my god and uh he knows that i'm fully capable of giving up because this is hard right now (laughs) and i don't like it i don't like this this is hard right this is hard but he didn't say it would be easy. It wasn't easy for him. So why should we think it would be easy for us, right? So I just want to come on here and be fully, you know, transparent and let you guys know that to, even though it's so cliche and people say don't give up and it's going to be hard, not as if that, because the people that be saying don't give up aren't going through anything and they're not handing you a helping hand to say let me help you up you know you're gonna get through it you'll make it keep on praying like what and see that's another thing god put people here to help people right we're we're not here just for ourselves and so when i see someone in need and I can do something, I don't overlook that, you know. I remember one of my big things when I was in my teens and in 19, 20, you know, like I was on the bus. I was on the bus since I was like 16. But when I for real, for real, like depending on the bus, I was like, oh Lord, you know, like if you just bless me with a car, if I ever see anybody, I'm gonna help them. And sure enough, you know, <laughs> that's what I did. Sometimes it backfires, but I said I was gonna help, and that's what I did. So, um, when I'm feeling like how I'm feeling now, and somebody says, only gives you so much and and nothing more only what you can bear but when you feel like you're at that breaking point like I've been here before right I've been here before not here like the the barrier or the breaking point keeps getting further and further right like my threshold for what I can take keeps getting more and more now is that a good thing (laughs) like oh i've been through that before that's nothing but when i was going through it at that time it was something but i can talk to somebody who's going through it but i don't want to tell them oh that's nothing you'll get through it no i know what you're going through it seems like the end of the world yes it does I'm not going to tell nobody, oh, that's nothing. You don't know what I'm going through right now. 
No, because they're not there yet. Every journey has its peaks and valleys. Every journey. Your peak is going to be somebody else's valley. Like, oh, that was nothing. Girl, I did that. That was nothing. I went through that. that, Oh, I did this. I did that. It's not for you to tell somebody else what kind of pain they're in. So as I'm saying this to you right now, I have a couple of friends that are going through a lot of stuff. And it makes me feel like I can't say anything to anybody because really and truly, what are you complaining about? What you're going through is the worst thing in the world that you've ever been through. This is true for me. I've never been through anything like this before, but I've got friends who are going through something so much worse that it's different. It's different. So I can't talk about my stuff. You know, what I want to say, and I'm going to keep this very short and sweet, it's just even through your hurt and pain, whatever it is, whatever it is, if you can muster the strength or the courage to say thank you, to be thankful for what you do have. Like, if you can hear my voice right now, be thankful that you can hear because guess what there's someone who can't and there's someone who's reading this and God bless them too because they're not letting anything stop them they're reading the podcast but then you're like but yeah that's their only problem I can't walk well guess what there's people who can't walk that work from home and have more friends and busier social media lives than I do. I never wanted a social media life, but I digress. (laughs) That stuff can kill you. I mean, just look it up. I mean, oh God, I hate to even think about it. But the main point I'm trying to make is just to be thankful for everything that you have been blessed with and even those things that you haven't been and if it's for you it's for you those things that you want those things that you desire the Lord literally said he wants to give us the desires of our heart You know, this is not some big bad man in the sky that doles out punishments and looks down and also just, you know, gives all the good people all the good stuff because anybody under the sound of my voice can attest that bad people get good things too. They get blessings that you're like, huh, in the heck did they get that? I should have gotten that. That's not fair. It's not about fair. Sometimes it's 
because we really and truly don't know what people are sacrificing or what they're doing to get the things that we want we see those things and we're like oh I want that I want that but do you really you know like I've always been someone who was kind of modest like I want nice things but at the same time I'm not trying to take on more than I can really handle and also I don't want anything too big for me you know like I remember when I was in my early teens and stuff, you know, I was looking at cars. I was like, ooh, I'm, when I grow up, I'm going to get a BMW. Or I'm going to get a Mercedes. Or I'm going to get a Porsche. Well, these cars, they are nice to look at, but are hell to maintain. Like, I heard someone say, do you know how much an oil changes for one of these foreign vehicles and I was like no and then they told me I was like oh mine is (laughs) $39.95 V6 engine $39.95 you know and I appreciate knowing that I'm always gonna have a $39.95 oil change well you know prices can increase but like those foreign vehicles that I used to want I mean you have to pay hundreds sometimes and then don't talk about the brakes and the tires and just regular maintenance on a vehicle whereas for me it's very little money which I would think oh that's a lot you know my tires are one tire for me is $150 but imagine if it was a foreign car how much more that would be so you know everything I have is because I'm supposed to have it it's you know what God wanted for me and and when I want more he wants to give me more I have to grow to get to that point you know and, and I'll never forget when I was growing up Uh, as a kid you know I would have these pains in my hands I would have these pains you know sometimes I'll have shooting pains like in my back or in my legs and and you know my grandmother would say well that's just growing pains you're just growing that's all you're just growing because you don't witness yourself growing right you don't go to sleep and wake up you were three feet tall and then you wake up one day and you're like six feet tall no you have to grow to get there and that hurts sometimes it hurts to grow and that's still true even though I'm through growing physically I'm not getting any taller even though man I was hoping to get to 510 but no I'm not there I didn't even make it to 59 but I try, you know, I stretch. She would tell me, stretch, 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 stretch every morning. Stretch your arms, stretch your legs, you know, and that's how you're going to go. Because I want to be as tall as her, um, but I never got to be her high. But anyway, the point is that growth hurts, you know, I'll never forget when I went from high school to college. 
and taking the prerequisites, you know, the just the basic classes that you have to take before you can even really get into your degree plan and learning some things about my country that I never knew. It hurt. It hurt that for years, you know, we were taught a certain narrative and then you find out the truth only after your free education is over. Now you learn the truth. That hurts. Growth hurts. Growth hurts. Truth hurts. Growth hurts. So even in families, you know, you find out that's not my biological dad or that's not my biological biological mom. Um, or this person stole from me, lied to me, said that things that are revealed to you are not to necessarily cripple you and damage you. And it hurts, yes, but it's not supposed to kill you. And don't let it. Don't let anybody reveal something to you that makes you feel like you're not worthy of life. You know, when I think about being things being revealed, I think about the book of Revelation. It's one revelation. You know, I know as, you know, black people, a lot of times we like to put S's on things that don't belong now. <laughs> Kroger's, I'm about to go to Kroger's. It's just Kroger. <laughs> we about to go to Fiestas. What? Fiesta? Okay. Okay. I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But it's one revelation. And I was listening to 92.1. And forgive me in advance because I cannot remember who sings this song. But I love this song. I rock out to this song. The song basically says, uh, sorry, I already won, you know. So the jig is up, you know, you don't have to place no bets or nothing. We've already won. We know who wins in the end, right? And I know, like, Sometimes it gets really hard to be the people or the person or the group of people that's always like feeling like we're getting beat down and trampled on and killed and just so many injustices. I mean, we see them in our socioeconomic status. We see it politically. We see it even in religion. We see it. We see it everywhere. Everywhere possible. In society, we see where black people are just like the redheaded stepchild of society. We see it. And they elevate a few of us put them in front of the TV and say, see, see, look, y'all are doing good. But that is not the case for the majority. 
And for us to be only 13% of this country and yet to have such an overwhelming percentage of us in the prisons and in the law enforcement and criminal justice system, it's just there's definitely a disparity. There's a problem there. And you can still see the racism. You can see it. You can see it. You can feel it. Every time a black person goes into a store and doesn't feel comfortable, they feel like they're being watched or they have to make sure, let me make sure. I mean, I'm the most least, I don't know who would ever think of me selling anything, but even me, when I go into a store, I put my purse on my shoulder, and when I want to test something or smell something or anything like that, you know, I make sure that I do that, and then I make sure, like, look, there's nothing in my hands, because I'm not putting anything in my purse, like, because I don't want to get tackled on the way out of a store. I shouldn't have to think like that because I'm not a thief. But that's how I think naturally. Like it naturally comes to mind. Oh, I can't just do like this person and hold a product in my hand and they're going to think I'm going to slip it in my purse as I'm testing it. No. I have to make sure my purse is completely zipped, that I'm showing my hands, I'm putting it back, I'm selecting the product, so let me select the product and clearly place it in my basket. And even when people follow all of those directions that are not necessarily told to us, but it's an unspoken thing that we have to do, even then, people still get stopped. I'll never forget the video where I saw the lady at Walmart getting stopped after she was buying all these steaks and stuff, and literally, she had her receipt, and they still detained her, and she had her receipt. It's just like, what? I mean, what? You know, when the color of your skin is a problem in a country that you built, or your people built. It's an issue. And it does make you resentful of even being here. We're happy here. We just want to be left alone and treated fairly. That's it and that's all. We're not asking for... Because what we need, really and truly, I feel like what we need, they can't even give us, but it would be a good start. if they If they started with some type of way to repair the wrongs that they did to our ancestors. They did so much harm. And knowing the harm that they did, created an agreement to create, to to repair it, and then threw that away too. So, Yeah, we are still hurting, but we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop thriving because we haven't been given our just due. 
I say all that to say when you don't have control over the outcome of something, right? Like we don't have control over what Congress says, the president mandates. We don't we don't have control over any of that. But what we do have control over is ourselves. Each one teach one. We all can talk to one another uplift one another you are better than this lift somebody up if somebody is like I don't know a homeless person but if I did I would definitely try my hardest to help them get to where like and then that person will reach back and help I mean this is what in a lot of communities I see that they do and that's where where we may be lacking I don't know I don't know but even family members I've seen family members turn on family just throw them away and um that's not what we want if we're wanting to elevate if we want to get past we've been at this certain percentage for so long but what do you see propagated though in the media you, you keep seeing like oh look at all these we have the fewest teen births we have the fewest welfare rates of anyone but yet that's what's propagated in the media so really and truly what we need to do is we need to elevate our people we need to put people in place like Ava DuVernay is doing a great job a tremendous job of shining a light on the fact that it's not what like are you kidding it's not all black people (laughs) like come on you have to know that it's not all black people and black people are not draining the system like it's being drawn out it's not like that at all in fact the majority of Black people are working two and three jobs just so they don't have to take anything because we have so much pride. We have so much pride. And that's another thing, you know. In fact, I will say, I think that if you really look at how few black people, how few of the percentage of welfare cases that there are, I think that even if reparations were offered is i really think that a lot of black people i don't think would take them just due to pride like you know what yeah my ancestors died building this country but if you and your money is dirty we don't want it i feel like a lot of black people would be like that because a lot of people don't even accept welfare they literally work two and three how many times have you heard of a, a real life true story of a single mom working two and three jobs just to provide for her kids when she was living in the project you know and that kid turns out to be a lebron james or a Dwayne wade or whatever you know what i'm saying like come on black women have so much pride I'll never forget I was in college and uh, I qualified as a student on a scholarship 
and I was working part-time because I was going to school full-time, my guidance counselor gave me the paperwork for food stamps. My guidance, I didn't know anything about food stamps, but my guidance counselor at the college said, look, here's how, and I call, I'll never forget, I called my mom and I told her, I said, I qualify for a student aid and a part of that is food stamps. And she said, hmm, well, you ain't never been on food stamps, but if you want to accept it, then that's on you. And don't you know, I didn't accept it. What was I thinking? <laughs> Listening to her, what was I thinking? I'm paying rent. I'm paying for my education. I'm paying for books. I'm paying for uh, paper. Everything. I was paying for everything myself. And the school knows how much it costs to be a student. And they're saying, here, here's, you know, you can get some save money on food costs like this. But no, she would rather have me eat hot dogs and um, chips and cheese. For pride? Mm-mm, mm-mm. But that, I'm telling you, is like the mindset of a lot of us. A lot of black people are just like, no, I don't want it. I don't want your hand downs. I want it. I can do it myself. And a lot, but that, but this is not, I think more black people need to think of it as an inheritance. If your great, 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 great grandfather left you 40 acres of land and animals to till and work that land, and do you know how much money that could have? brought the family and if you factor in interest and all of this stuff and they asked their money then you can't tell me that not one free slave said okay well we're free and you say you would give me 40 acres in the meal so where is it and they were just like oh you're not gonna give it to me okay i'll just take my freedom and go on and be homeless no you think no that doesn't even make sense so for generations after generation after generation after generation they've been asking for it they haven't gotten it we are the people that have inherited what was stolen from them if i die today in my house i say i want to go to my daughter and it doesn't go to my daughter, you know, then she has the daughter and then so on and so forth. It still should go to whoever that child had. So I honestly don't understand the resistance. There was no resistance with the Chinese. Japanese, the Koreans, the Jews, the Afghans, anybody that America wants to pay, they will pay. Ain't no problem. And Americans seem to feel like it's a knock on them for some reason. Nobody went and protested. Nobody got up on CNN when 
the Chinese people got their money. They lined up and got a check. I saw it. I saw I saw the documentary. Okay. Nobody say anything. Oh, this is wrong. This is wrong. Okay. Nobody did. But black people want to raise up and say, hey, y'all owe us money. We built this country on our backs. You killed our people. You still killing our people. But now it's not called lynching. Not call lynching now. We call it something else. We we wrapped it up in a different kind of bow this time. We don't have to see pictures of people hanging from trees now. Now we just see them laying on the street or in their cars. Right now. The generation right now can sue for the PTSD that the government has inflicted upon black people seeing other black people get killed needlessly at point blank range, running away, shot in the back, doing nothing, hands up, getting killed, being in your house, in your nightgown, butt naked, getting killed. We, we owe the check right now, even just for that. Because that wouldn't happen to anybody else but us in this country. And we would sit and let it happen and do nothing. They stormed the Capitol because they thought that an election was unfair. And nothing happened. In effect, those people got slaps on the wrist. But what I want to ultimately say, I want to get back to what I was saying. Because it all kind of ties in to your existence here, right? You know, I'm, I'm a person. I'm alive, right? I can see my chest moving up and down. I can feel my heart beating if I put my hand on my chest, right? I can feel the vibration of my voice through my hand as I'm talking with my hand on my chest. I'm alive. That means that God saw fit for me to be here. And there is nothing or no one that can stop it until he say so. So when you're going through something as hard as that thing may be, I'm telling you, when you feel like the cards are stacked against you, you feel like you have walked into a brick wall. I feel what you're feeling. I know what that feels like. Just when you feel like you're about to reach the surface, you're underwater. You can see the light. You feel like, I can see, I'm about to reach the surface. And then a ton of bricks falls on top of you. Oh, that's it. I may as well give up. Mm -mm. There's a sliver of light. You keep on pushing through. You keep pushing through. 
because nothing worth having okay it's easy and look what a lot of people who you think have it easy are really and truly going through so don't ever get trapped into that whole Instagram fantasy of look how good these people have it look how great these people have it some people might even look at my life and be like girl you got it all you got this you got that you got that and the other I've actually heard that and I'm like what (laughs) please stop you know it's always gonna seem easier when you're looking at somebody else's life like you don't know what they struggle with and they're not gonna tell you but I'm telling you it is a struggle it is life day to day is a struggle Look at, and I'm not even going to mention a person's name, but look at people who literally have the coloration for their protection, okay, and still somehow are just unhappy and just go jumping off bridges, go shooting up everybody. They unhappy, so they just go shooting up everybody. Why? You have everything. You would look and be like, man, if I could trade places, if I could have white skin one day, I'd be the richest man. I wouldn't have no problem. No, they got problems. Don't ever wish that you're someone that you're not. You are who you are because God wanted you to be who you are because you're unique. You are special. You are his child. And can't nobody do what you do on this planet. There's nobody on this earth that can do what you do. You are the only one who can make a certain person laugh or make another person think or make another person change or speak to someone and make them think. You're the only person who can do that. Whatever it is that you do, you're the only one that can do that. Can't nobody else do that but you. You're the only one in the world with your fingerprints. Even identical twins don't have the same fingerprints. You are unique. He put you here. And how is that that every last human being on this earth is different? We all are different. But there's something special about you. And so whenever, like, I'm not feeling the best right now. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I was just praising the Lord the other day, and then the very thing I was praising the Lord about went away, <laughs> like, gone. I could say, oh, that ain't nothing but the devil, or I could say, you know what, I'm being tested, am I really thankful, am I going to praise him through this pain, and through this trauma, and through this hard time, Or am I just going to give up and give in to the dark side? (laughs) Well, that's not going to happen. So instead of doing that, I just felt like I'd come on here and just say a few positive words and just encourage any and everybody under the sound of my voice to let you know that, you know, please don't give up. Don't give up. I know that, you know, sometimes people feel like, the easiest way is to just give up 
but you know I, I saw that story about the little 10 year old girl who came home after school after being bullied and she hung herself and see we need to talk to our kids because suicide to me is not what a lot of people would like to call an unforgivable sin why would it be unforgivable you know there's so many sins that we commit daily and never ask for forgiveness for sin is sin god will forgive the sins that even we don't ask for forgiveness for and suicide is not unlike that however um that doesn't mean that it's an option it should be an option ever ever um and like i always say you know it's like whatever she was going through had to feel like a fate worse than death because death was better but if she had hung on if she had powered through forgive me lord if she had just talked to somebody a little bit longer the next day or the day after that they would have been on to somebody else not that that would have been a good thing either but that's what the guidance counselors the teachers the principal the parents everybody has to come together and i feel so bad that poor girl didn't feel like she could talk to her mom or dad or teacher or the administration at the school anybody and say because there i'll never forget i was bullied i was 10 years old i'll never forget and when i tell you my grandmother who herself was a principal cursed out a 10 year old girl yes she did because they just kept calling 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 and i thought they wanted the number to befriend me but no they were calling to make fun of me and they had me crying the next time they called my grandmother cursed them out and they never called again and i never thought about any type of rope or anything around my neck i was like mess with me you mess with my grandmother and they knew that like you're not gonna mess with me and so i just wish that she had had that same support that community support if it's not in the family the community or friends anybody you know but this is a learning lesson and as i said even as adults we think like that you know i have been like oh my god i'm so overwhelmed with uh debt or i'm overwhelmed with uh, expectations of people of me oh i should be further along in my life or i'm not happy where i am or or whatever you can think whatever you want and and have any reason to to do the ultimate deed but I'll literally be like, tomorrow I might get the call. I'm not going to do it. That doesn't make any sense. Because as soon as you give up, you never know what could be around the corner. You know? 
in as dark as it can get, as dark as dark as your night can possibly get, you have to know that there's always a morning. Joy comes in the morning. Go through that night. Go through it. You don't have to suffer. Sometimes I feel like that's a part of just being a human being is suffering. I think that's why Jesus even went through what he went through so he could understand human suffering like what we go through like I'm not comparing any of our trials and tribulations to what Jesus went through I'm just simply saying that he went through the ultimate pain so that he can even understand the little pain it must seem like to him but what we go through you know so when we go through stuff you have to know that it's only for a short time this too shall pass it's not forever and if you just hang on to tomorrow it'll get better it gets better it'll be better tomorrow give tomorrow a chance you know i remember in my most recent job i i had a bad day right i was like okay that was a bad day. That was a bad day. But you know what? I went home. I ate good. I went to sleep. I had good dreams. I woke up the next morning. I hydrated. Had me a good breakfast. And then I said, you know what? Today, it's going to be a good day. And you know what? The more that you self-talk, positive self-talk is crucial. Then, so... It says it will be. So you say, there is power in the tongue. The Bible even says the power of life and death is in the tongue. So speak life into your life. Speak positivity into your life. Whatever it is that you want. I'm going to get this job today. You got an interview today? I'm going to get this job today. And guess what? Even if you don't get the job, that wasn't the job for you. You're going to get something that's good for you. But at least you got practice. You got interviewing practice. So now the next time you go on an interview, you're going to be that much more prepared. And they're going to give that job to you. You know, so I'm not going to preach anymore. I didn't mean to be on here this long. But I just want to say all that. And, um, you know, all of my my heart all of my heart goes out to anyone listening my prayers go out to you even now I just wish all the best for you anything that you want if you touch it it's gonna prosper if you do it it's gonna prosper if you think it and you put action behind it it's going to prosper I wish that for you I pray that for you right now and please continue to listen follow me send me an email on it ends with me d at gmail.com you know the email um, check me out on Instagram and I will talk to you later bye love you guys bye bye